The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. 2023. A momentous year. The year ESPN 1000 turns 25. A quarter century spent with Chicago sports fans. And a lot of great moments through those 25 years. In conjunction with those great moments, we had to find a great partner. And so we did. Great Clips presents the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports during the history of ESPN 1000. Number 23. Yes, indeed. We are counting down the top 25 moments in ESPN 1000's existence here on ESPN Chicago on this week, the ESPN Chicago app. This was a list we put together in painstaking fashion. We did. We put a lot of thought and effort into yeah. it, Sylvie. There were a lot of emotion. There was some crying. There were some tears. There was some yelling. Sylvie was very yelling. laid back and easygoing. Wada was fighting us tooth and nail. As you know, we that, tried that's to how I do this. Put in there, Tyler. Throwing had, some bows. Yeah, yes. I was tossing some elbows. Listen, as I advertise Waddle. it, as you all know, memory is not my strength. I said this is going to be a great exercise for me remembering yes, or having great moments brought back to my attention over the course of time. Yes, and Waddle definitely... Uh, You're the only one that remembers this, and I'm not going to. Like, I'm not going to pretend. We're, we're at 23. If you missed it, obviously you can always go back on the ESPN Chicago app and check them out. 25 was Joe Kim Noah's dunk in triple overtime in that epic series against the Celtics yeah, back so it was basically the series. Yeah, it was basically recognizing the series, highlighted by Joe Kim's dunk on that double overtime. It was a series that was, I believe there was... Triple overtime. Was it triple? Yeah, I think it was triple. Uh, it was a series that was highlighted by, what, four separate overtime yes. games. Yes, So, And then last week, we unveiled the Bears trading up for Justin Fields. i got to be honest with you. I was not on board with this. Again, Waddle, very adamant that this that I was not I did not, not pound any tables. I did not make any noise because everything on this show is done in consensus fashion. Mm-hmm. Spike the coffee, sure. though. What's that? Spike the coffee. I didn't spike anything. I was not that passionate about it. My only, my only thought with this was is this may be either this may climb the ladder and be moment one, two, three, four, or five for fields, several years yes. from now. Or it may fall out of the list altogether. You just don't know. This is true. There's a lot of optimism attached to Justin's future here, but there's no certainty with most. Mm-hmm. You know, now listen, we went through a week of, you know, Super Bowl, whatever, where the question to most people was not, what do you think of Justin, but how much do you like Justin? You know, but that's just the nature of the, the situation. But there is still some uncertainty involved in this. And as an objective, uh, I was going to say journalist, I'm not. As, as an objective media member, I just said this to you guys, and I think, I think it rubbed Sylvie the wrong way, and it probably did you as well. I said, look, is it a too early to add the trade-up for Justin Fields to a list of 25 greatest sports moments in this city? 
They were three and fourteen this year. What were they last year? Like, I mean, not good. Right. No, you're right. Listen, it, there's a whole lot of hope attached to his spot on this list, which I share. But for the construction of the list, do you think I was being overly harsh? Was no, I the only I think, one? I think that's was a, I the only one? I think that you was, were the only one that that had pushback on it. I will admit, I think that was a bit of us hedging our bets, right? I think we feel like it's very possible. Why? Because you wanted to put it at one or two. Well, no, I'm so hoping, putting him at yeah. number 20, 24. It'd be awesome if somehow, some way, we end up looking back and saying that the trade up for Justin Fields was, you know, a top two or three moment in the last twenty five years. I'm I hoping. just learned with my age, with my advanced age, what I have learned is, is it's better to be cautious cautiously optimistic than to get out in front of it and start panting and drooling and next thing it, you know you're left with a massive it's fair but amount i don't of disappointment i will say this and knowing what comes on this list i don't think we squeezed off any any moment that is going to have any huge offense now tyler and sylvie may disagree I mean, listen, Miggy Montero's grand or grand slam in the NLCS. Whoa, whoa, are you may or may not be in this? Don't list. don't go unveiling stuff I'm just too early, saying. my friend. Um, just saying. All right, so we've uh, teased it here. This moment, number twenty three, is and it, it encapsulates a little bit of the I think the kind of the series um, which propelled the Blackhawks onto their Stanley Cup run. They won three over a period of six years. The twenty ten series against the Nashville Predators game 5 at the United Center April 24th 2010 the Blackhawks were at home and they were trailing Nashville 3 to 2 and Marion Hosa late in the third period was sent to the box for a 5 minute major he was cheating for boarding yes cheating boarding and what ensued was not just a overtime winner by Marion Hosa but also a critical shorthanded goal by Patrick Kane, which tied the game up with 13 seconds remaining. So game five, Marion Hosa's overtime winner back in 2010, the Blackhawks against the Predators. Dave's gaining the zone, watched there tightly by the defensive weapon. Fed one on a cross and a shot deflected off the pipe. And it careened high to be taken to the outside by Sharp. Net empty, extra attacker, shot by Tatrion. coming up after a full intermission. No four against four for five minutes. No shootout now. You play as long as you need to to decide the winner. Galloping off the last bit of time, they've killed off the penalty. Bowling back, Sopala drives, skipped in front, Scott!
You talk about winning battles. Dave Boland wins this foot race with Dennis Grebichkov. He stays in. He gets his feet planted. Boland's able to get this puck to Brent Sopel. Watch the patience here by Sopel. He doesn't get rid of the puck, and then here comes Nicholas Jomerson. Now, as this is going on, Marion Hosa jumps on the ice after serving that five-minute boarding call. The shot from the point. Look at Marion Hosa standing right to the right of Pecorine, and the reaction. Sopel started it. Hosa finishes it, and Chicago wins in overtime. So there you go, moment number 23. I did get some chills. I did too, that. man. Now, and, and you know what? Along with it, don't want to diminish the moment and the importance with the Blackhawks, but it was also a tremendous reminder just how great Eddie O is at his Dude. job and Doc Emmerich is at his job and what a pair they were working together, describing. Like, that is a clinic for describing what is taking place on a, in a field or, you know, on, on, a, on a professional sports Surface. Those uh, highlights, obviously, courtesy of NBC. On the ice, but back obviously. in 2010, um, what was critical, too, was Nashville had taken two separate series leads. They won game one of that series. The Hawks came back and tied it up. Then Nashville won again in game three to take a 2-1 lead. Hawks even it up. And then in game five, again, 13 seconds away from going down 3-2 and heading home for Nashville in a season where lots of Hawks fans had hopes that they could go on to win the Stanley Cup. And that was a moment, I think, for most Hawks fans where they will tell you they started to believe that this team was good enough to finish off the job and they would eventually win in 2010. But it was that moment in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs where a lot of Hawks fans, maybe they didn't believe, you know, you had the because they had come up short so many years in the past, it was like, okay, they're never going to be able to be good enough to get it done. That was a moment, I think, where people finally started to realize, no, no, this team is really good, and they may actually live up to the hype. And for Hosa to come flying out of the box and to win it in OT, it also came full circle because the signing of him was partially of where I think a lot of Blackhawks fans re- recognized that the Rocky Wirtz, the new ownership. They were all in. They were all in, and yeah. they were truly going to try and win Stanley Cups going forward. And so it was something that, you know, you will not see the signing of Marion Hossa on this list, but Sylvie was very adamant that he thought that was a critical moment in the Hawks' juncture to going on to win three Stanley Cups in the 2010s. Well, you can argue that Hossa's the – he and, and – and, um, Taves, Kane. No, John, John uh, Lester. John Lester. My yes. brain's not working today. That John Lester, those are the two biggest you know, free, free agent, agent signings. signings in Chicago sports history. So like, I'm glad you, you, you were emphatic about you know, having this on the list because hearing it does bring you back. It was a huge moment. And again, I think because they hadn't won the cup yet, it definitely felt like on that, in that game they, that gave them the series lead. It felt like if they don't win that game, I think a lot of Hawks fans felt like they were going to go back to Nashville and there was a chance that it was going to be closed out. And it was going to be a very yeah. disappointing season. And that kind of gave everybody the belief that, no, this is going to be different. This, of course, is brought to you by our great partners, Great Clips, who are sponsoring the entire countdown, the 25, uh, the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports history over the last 25 we years. We were reaching out to PB, Pat Boyle, to see if he would uh, give us his blessing. Well, give us his blessing on having that moment in the top on number 20 at number 23. I don't believe we've been able to to catch him on his hockey phone 
But uh, but I think that it was important to us to get his blessing. Yeah, no. We didn't get his blessing putting it on the list, but I guess we'd like his approval. Not his blessing, but his approval. Of- I did text him to see if he could join us. He said, he, unfortunately, he's working right now. Otherwise, he would. What? Um, but he did have a, a list. He didn't send me the list, but he's like, was I got this, a few Is there a Nooner hockey you. game or something? What's going on? I don't know. Maybe there's a, a Blackhawks uh, Black podcast or something. I don't know. Very possible. They may be in the uh, studio recording. In the process of uh, going over their, what, five wins? They're looking ahead. Is that at, what they're doing? They're looking at possible draft prospects for the Hawks. Okay, so what, what did he give you? What did he send you? He didn't send me any individual moments, but he's like, I got some ideas for you guys that I think you might be missing. Okay. <laughs> We've already got the list taken yeah. care of. Yeah. We'll have to see if uh, PB can. Uh, I just wanted his approval. Uh, I wanted his input and his approval. My revelation to you, I told you I had one up in the office that I wanted to reveal to you on the air. I did not watch this happen live. I think I did, but I don't remember. My best friend, Gilvie, or I have three best friends. But uh, Wait, what time out? You can't have three best friends. I have friends. three best friends. You Gil, can't. Mark, Gil, and Kev. No, you can't have three best friends. I have three. Rank them. That's not, yeah. <laughs> you just, we just did the quarterback rank. You can't do that. You <laughs> can't say one, one A, one B. One of my best friends. Can I say that? There, yes. Okay. But he One can't of my be, best friends. Because if you were, who are the other guys? Mark and Kev. Well, my Kev, you can't say Kev's my best friend when Mark is also in the same, same category. It can be a fluid situation, too. Listen, I had two best men. So I guess I have two best friends. Did so, you really? Yeah. Well, you don't make decisions very easily, do you? I didn't. It wasn't like, a, like oh, you have to have, uh, you have best to have men. a best you man. Have best I, have, men. I have best men. Did your wife had, have two matron of honors? No. No, she had one. And you get two best men, and she way, only gets one. That's the way it works. Okay. What are you going to do? Um, so I guess Gil miss, misses the cut on best friend, friend, one of my best friends. It was his wedding. And so I was standing up. We were staring at our phones, waiting literally moments before he exchanged vows with his wife, Denise. We were all huddled in the grooms, groomsmen around a phone and this was before video streaming was prevalent so we were watching the espn gamecast ah. and all of a sudden we were basically like fait accompli oh the hawks are gonna lose it's it's three to two and then all of a sudden you remember back in the day when you you like all of a sudden it seemed like it was taking a lot longer than it yes. should for the final the game to go final so we're steering waiting for the phone to update Assuming that the Hawks had probably lost, but we didn't have confirmation. Are Gil and Denise still married? Gamecast watching hockey during a wedding. Yes, like we we (laughs) were. It was we were because it was the Hawks in the playoffs. But we had we were all groomsmen, like waiting for the wedding to begin. And I'm not kidding. Are Gil and Denise still married? They are. Okay, good. Yes. Um, And so we were just. Again, just kind of like waiting around. How does around. that go? Because game casting yeah. basically describes what happens, right? Hockey game casting is is one of the worst sports to possibly game it cast. Absolutely it's like is. It absolutely is. Because we're staring at it. Th- it says uh, Nashville 3, Chicago 2. And you're just staring at it. And it looks like it's like 13 seconds. And you're saying to yourself, somebody scored. Update the score. Somebody scored. Update or there's the a score. penalty or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But we so were did like, you guys all scream? And then everyone at, uh, that and, was in the church then, was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Then we had to, once we got the actual revelation that the Hawks had tied it up, we had, Gil had to go get married. And so then we, <sighs> then, Gil, what, a, then, what a burden Gil is after, at this point. After the wedding, we then found out that the Hawks were able to win in overtime. So I had to actually go back and watch it retroactively. So I didn't actually get to see that moment, wow. uh, the 23rd greatest moment, happen live because I was standing up in a wedding. getting married. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One of, uh, That's fair. 
One of my best friends, so. Yeah, not, definitely not your best friend. One of your best friends. <laughs> one of my three best friends. Um, so, yeah, so 23rd greatest moment over the last 25 years here. And don't forget, big 25th anniversary celebration, Waddle, March 24th. That is correct. At the House of Blues. Absolutely. It's going to be uh, the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year anniversary history will be in attendance. How about also a reunion of Mac, Yurko, and Harry? Yeah, That will take place as well. During the Carmen and Yurko show that day. Again, Friday, March 24th at the House of Blues. Doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes from 12 until 6. Um, you can purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. Just search ESPN Chicago. You have to be... 21 years or older with a valid ID. So make sure you uh, check it out. You don't want to listen. It's FOMO, right? You do not want to miss out. Make sure you're there. If you're a fan of the station, this is going to be one of the biggest events in the station's history. So you're going to want to be there. I promise you that. And as Waddle just said, uh, the first thing that we have unveiled is that it will be a Mac, Yurko, and Harry reunion show during the Carmen and Yurko show. So make sure you check that out. All right, let's, uh, let's try Jake, who's in Joliet. Jake, what's Jake going on, Juliet. man? Jake and Joliet. Jake from Joliet. Joliet, Jake. Jakey? Jake. No. Gosh, we gave you such a great we, intro as well. We scared he him. He does w- say he agrees. Maybe you guys just have his volume down because it says he, he agrees, agrees with, with me on the Bulls in, the, in Westbrook. Look, I'm not sitting here saying don't do it. I'm just sitting here saying meh. Okay. Meh. You guys are like, oh, yeah, let's do this. It's going to be crazy fun. I just think it's going to be, it'll just be more of the same. It probably will be, but it'll be a little bit more exciting because Russell Because well, he'll yell at a few maybe, people. Maybe. Listen, that, that, that'll be more interesting than just watching this dead-ass team lose by nine points. But I don't think it'll have magic. the impact that, that you're hoping it'll have, and I bet you get bored of it three or four games in. It's possible. I, like, I'm willing to admit that maybe that maybe What a, kind of a bump are you looking for here? Russ comes in, and all of a sudden, Zach is kind of uh, perturbed that he's going to have to play. So this is what I'm going to ask: What fiddle, is it? But maybe it motivates him too. First of all, like, is it going to make a significant difference in where this team is going to end up? You know what? I Here's they what I badly think. need a point guard, Tyler. I think it would actually help that this roster. Okay, right but now. what I would say to you then is: is if we're at this point, just give the minutes to Kobe White and Io. But they've been doing that. Yes. Like, keep doing. I mean, but right. So, what is this going to do? Well, here's what I think. I think bringing in Russ eliminates you from the contention of being in the playing game. I think it either is the shot in the ass that'll get this team into the top six, which I would guess it's not that, or it'll completely put you out of the picture. I think it eliminates <laughs> it the well being so much. in the playing game. Yes. There's no in between. But they're not going to like. They're not sitting around with the same th- thoughts. Over at the ad. Well, no, they, they're, they're, they have the the sunshine and rainbow side of that correct. proclamation there. They yes. think it'll vault them into the top six. They're five games under 500. Just, Do you realize that in the last 82 games, I was I, I saw this. Yeah, this KC is, tweeted this out. That in the last 82 games, this team is 36 and 46. They're that, 10 games under 500. That's why Lonzo Ball should retroactively get an MVP Look, award, I know. Because and, they were the and, number one overall seed before he got hurt. Well, and I don't know I that know, they would I have know. ended the season, but this team would be significantly different if he was available, and I get it. Will Purdue wants to punch everyone, courtesy of Sylvie. He said that. <laughs> Who, and people that bring that up. But this team is different if he's healthy. I get that. That's not going to happen. Yes. No, I, no, I agree. And because it's not going to happen. But to hope, my point is, is to hope that he's going to magically come back at some time 
and and reignite that flame is just foolish at this point. Let's uh, try Octavia, who's in Cherville. Hey, Octavius, what's going on? You're on Waddle and Sylvie Miller and for Sylvie today. Hey, 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 guys, taking my call. Sure. Hey, oh uh, yeah, I want to chime in with you guys. Um, I'm definitely in the in the minority that that say let's get Westbrook if he decides to come here. Reason being is if because I have been watching a few Lakers games and West, Westbrook is still elite at getting to the basket. If he joined the Bulls today without even playing the game, he would be what the third best, the third highest scorer. He'd be the he'd be the second highest rebounder. And I think the first uh, leading uh, assist, leading the team in the, in the assist. So we know he's not going to bring shooting. We know that. He's not going to bring that. But what he will bring that will offset is easy baskets. Uh, Anthony Davis haven't scored over 25 since Westbrook has been traded. Westbrook gave got Anthony Davis a lot of easy baskets. Getting to the rim, making easy drop-off passes. He will do the same for Vooch. The only thing... Um, that would be big is that he played much, at least 75% of his minutes with Zach, Kobe, Javante, and Derrick Jones and a little bit of drumming. If you put guys out there that will run with him and can shoot, he will make plays. And I can damn near guarantee that the Bulls will make the playoffs. They won't get out the first round because that's when they will start sure. clogging the lane and making Westbrook shoot. But I can guarantee the Bulls would at least make the playoffs with Russell Westbrook. Thanks, Octavius. Appreciate the call, man. No, I do. Listen, I think Russ, where they're at right now. Yeah, but you don't even. That's not what you're looking for. You, you're looking for chaos. So you you want them to sign him so that you can have some chaotic fun. I want somebody to make things in the locker room uncomfortable if you're not going to play your ass off. And I think Russell Westbrook with Billy Donovan would do that for guys like Zach Levine. I'm not against it. I'm just saying I'm not one that thinks this is going to be some A, some magical pill, or B, be something that you over the remaining part of the season is going to be some sort of crazy fun. It's just not, I don't think it – I may be wrong. I don't think it's going to have either impact. I. It wouldn't be a solution to necessarily getting out of the first round, but I think they would play harder. They would be a more interesting watch for Bulls fans if Russell Westbrook is out there. And I think because ultimately it's unlikely that you're going to end up in the top four of the lottery, it gives you something to hope for over these last 25 games. I don't necessarily agree with Tyler, though. I know he said he thinks it helps them avoid the playing game. They're five and a half back of the heat for that six spot. Even if you add Westbrook, I don't know if he's going to be enough to help you get over them. I think you're stuck in the play-in. Well, and you're going to see the best from the heat going forward. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, the heat aren't going to fall off. The the likelihood is that the heat will compete continue to ascend the way a lot of NBA teams do in the second half of the season these days. All right, we will definitely pick Big Cat's brain at 4 o'clock about the Russell Westbrook to the Bulls rumors that are circulating. Also, plenty of uh, Super Bowl coverage with him. We'll have to find out what happened with his producer. And I guess uh, there's an eagle that has responded to the uh, Juju Smith-Schuster Valentine. I think we should let folks know who that is inside Waddle's World coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's that time again. 
when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside Waddle's world. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. Oh, you got that right. John Madden. Uh, Waddle's world brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. They are our friends. They are our partners. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Um, yes, I have. I told you guys. And you did you know, Tyler, with his youthful uh, hilarity, didn't think that the Juju Smith-Schuster tweet was... I, I mean, it may not be a big deal. I may agree with you on that, but I, I thought it was... was I thought it was going to pick a scab. Yeah. And I thought it was like, whoa... Especially with the way that the Eagles handled a the tough, adversity yes. and a tough loss and a and a flag that was thrown on a, a penalty, but nevertheless, nevertheless, a tough one, yeah, uh, yeah. For those who may have missed it earlier today, Juju Smith-Schuster about an hour ago, he tweeted out a Valentine with James Bradbury, a picture of him on it. You'll, you're seeing them circulate a lot of. NFL teams are tweeting out photos of their players with cute little messages, puns and such. And Juju Smith-Schuster tweeted out a photo of James Bradbury with a red heart background and a valentine that says, to from. And then at the top, it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. Obviously a play on the holding penalty that James Bradbury got in the Super Bowl. One which James Bradbury, in a very sportsmanlike way, stood in front of his locker and admitted that he did commit the penalty. Mm-hmm. Well, A.J. Brown, Bradbury's teammate, yep. has responded in, in a manner in which I thought may be inspired by Juju's tweet. A.J. Brown tweets, first off, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. <laughs> he admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you like that or ever was. But congratulations again. And then I can't really see what the emojis are. But what is that? I don't know. One is clapping Applause. hands. The other is a couple of beers. beers. Clear, uh, oh, confetti. Okay. All confetti. So AJ Brown is saying, "Hey, congratulations on your win, but this is lame and this is inappropriate." Now you know I'm, I'm I, adding I, my 55 year old lame ass interpretation of his tweet, but I, I, I'm not surprised in the slightest that somebody responded to Juju's tweet. Honestly, I think AJ Brown claps back in a very mature manner. By maybe that's what that was a clap back a couple times. Congratulating them, yeah. saying they deserved it, but also getting his dig calling Juju Smith-Schuster TikTok boy. By the way, if uh, if Chase Claypool doesn't start playing better next year, he will also get the the TikTok boy 
Um, oh, is he, from Bears is, he, is he prevalent on TikTok? Oh, yeah. I, Him and Juju were like a tag team. Oh, oh really? In yeah. Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. Like, what would they? Oh, yeah. Juju was like. Mike when, Tomlin made Yeah, Mike Tomlin got mad. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Was, got, wasn't one where he rode his bike in and into practice a couple of years ago or whatever well, it was? The big one that uh, Juju used to do was dancing on the opposing team's logos okay. of road games. Yes. Even though he would also dance on the Steeler logo for home games, too. But before right. every game, he would film a video of so himself. So that's why A.J. Brown calls him TikTok boy. Yeah. Okay. But Chase Claypool, if he doesn't start playing better, he's going to get called TikTok boy next year. Are you surprised that A.J. Brown clapped back? I'm a little surprised, yeah. I'm, see, he's a team I'm leader, more, right? Maybe this is our age difference. I'm surprised Juju did what he did. I'm not. No, no, no. Because no. that's I'm Juju? Yeah, yeah, he's that TikTok is Juju. boy. Okay. That's of course we'll what he's going to put okay. out there. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs find whatever amount of money Juju Smith-Schuster wants in the offseason because he's a free agent if they'll find it palatable enough to bring him back because I think I think there's some truth as to what A.J. Brown's saying, right? Like, it's really easy to put up some numbers as a yeah. wide receiver when Patrick Mahomes is the guy throwing well, you the football. Well, I'd put it this way. I don't believe the Chiefs are going to break the bank for him. No. Like, you want to come back on and another one-year deal or I, a team-friendly contract, yeah. But. And let's a lot of Bears fans have put Juju Smith-Schuster as somebody they'd like to see the Bears bring in. I personally don't want to see the Bears break the bank or spend no, any he's significant not money on Smith-Schuster no. either. And honestly, I feel like, you know, you've already got Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool on the roster. Smith-Schuster in some ways is a little bit redundant. So he's, a kind you, of a, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, yeah. but like if you... He's not going to change the fortunes of the Bears. Let's use a comp that I think is a valid comp, but I think the other guy's a better player at this point. It would be Christian Kirk with the yes. Jags. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Both were signed in free agency. Kirk got four years, $72 million, 30-some guaranteed. Juju got a one-year deal yeah. to go to Kansas City. I think Juju's a good player, but Juju Smith-Schuster, to me, doesn't really... Move the needle. Move the needle for the Bears. Yeah. I would be looking for something different. Like He's they, perfect, perfectly yeah. cast with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. But I would also say, like you were hinting, I'm not going to break the bank for him. Like what happened this year, I could replace him. Yeah, if I'm the, if I'm the, I'm the Chiefs, I'm like looking around saying, Kadarius Tony's going to get more touches than absolutely. he is going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some more football news for you. The Cardinals have uh, hired a new head coach. He is uh, formerly the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Yes. There was some, you know, some some displeasure with Jonathan Gannon, who a lot of people suggested didn't make any adjustments in the second half of the Super Bowl. So they thought that then may or may not have an impact on how the Cardinals or others would see him. But it didn't affect the Cardinals. They have signed... They've hired uh, Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. Let's be... I mean, it's tough. Like, I can't imagine, too. I hope... Uh, an NFL team, I, I don't know, maybe you disagree. I hope an NFL team wouldn't allow the result of a Super Bowl, though, kind of change the way you're looking no. at a, a potential head coaching candidate. Like, at that point, you're so far into the process that you can't let, again, and it was against Mahomes. Like, now, yeah, again, different scenario. Like, I hate to do this. Kyle Shanahan? No, no, I hate to do this to bring this back into play, but, like, if you are interviewing coaches like when Matt Nagy was coaching was the offensive coordinator calling plays against the Titans in that preseason or in that postseason game and his decision to go away from running the football had a significant impact on the 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 outcome of the game 
that would be a little bit different than yeah. what we saw Sunday from the Eagles' defense against arguably yes. one of the top two or three quarterbacks ever. I agree, and especially, too, when you look at the body of work, he yeah. had had called six, I believe, six regular season games where he was a play caller. That I believe that was his seventh, yes. and it didn't go well, and he, no. he forgot about running the ball in the second half. He did. A uh, precursor of how his Bears tenure would go. Correct. Uh, the Colts have also poached from the, the Philadelphia Eagles coaching ranks. They have hired offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as their next head coach. Yes. A little bit surprised to me because I was... I, well, not surprised. I was thinking anything was possible with, with the, the Colts. Colts. Yeah, I thought that there was still a chance that Jeff Saturday may be brought back. He put out a classy message um, thanking Colts so, fans yeah. and Jim Irsay for the opportunity. Not surprised at all that yeah. Jeff did that. He's a classy guy. It'll be. I would be surprised if we don't see Jeff Saturday back on the set of Get Up next year. I think oh, yeah. he'll, he'll be back at ESPN very quickly. So Steichen gets the head coaching job with the the Colts. Um, the Colts. Uh, which leaves the Philadelphia Eagles now having to fill two coordinator spots. And I guess the rumor is now that Vic Fangio may be interested in the Eagles' defense coordinator spot because he hasn't taken the Colts' job. Uh, I'm sorry, the Dolphins' job. And I said, with no disrespect, you know, meant to Jonathan Gannon, who did a brilliant job with the Philadelphia Eagles' defense, this is an upgrade in my world. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of Eagles fans if secretly if he hires a lot hired. of Eagles fans secretly would be very excited about the possibility of replacing Jonathan Gannon with Vic Fangio. Like the criticism of Gannon was always that he didn't like to adjust. They would basically, yeah. you know, they would run what they run, and it was to a, you know a large degree they had a lot of success this Listen, season. They had Seventy plus sacks, absolutely. So it makes it you can see why Gannon would be reluctant to change things. But at the same time, when you look at the strength of schedule they faced this year, they didn't have a lot of difficult quarterbacks in their way. Right. So maybe Jonathan Gannon actually is cashing in at the perfect moment. He is. I think, you know, Black and Abdallah talked about it a lot, I think, leading up to the Super Bowl. As good as the Eagles were when they faced tough competition, and you've mentioned it a bunch mm-hmm. as well, they've given up points. Yeah. So I think it's a very good observation. I, I, that I, now, now's the time for... Jonathan Gannon to go get that job I think if it the was Cardinal, available. The Cardinals may very well be regretting this hire fairly quickly too. We'll, we'll, see. we'll find out. We'll see. Uh, and as, as was mentioned earlier as well, the Raiders have officially released quarterback Derek Carr. So, I mean, the, the quarterback carousel is going to spin and it will have an impact on what the Bears will get for the first overall selection. I believe attached to the Steichen Hiring today, Jim Irsay also talked about being all in on developing a young quarterback, correct? Oh, he did. Uh, would you like to hear Jim Irsay? Yeah, I would like to hear Jim Irsay. Colts owner giving you some information that uh, could be music to Ryan Poles' ears. We're not hiding. You know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. yeah, trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking clone. <laughs> he, he likes picks. Uh, 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 although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but, uh, uh, it'll be it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here. Those games, so we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in and utilizing that talent. 
We're hey, not you- hiding. You know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league. You, you you think that Russ Westbrook coming to town would add some crazy to the environment? Mm-hmm. You just have to turn on the microphones three hours south from here. Or Boy. however many hours it is. How, how long does it take you to get to Indianapolis from here? Maybe it's just two hours. Is it two hours? Two and a half, I think. Two and, yeah, two and a half. Whatever it is. Um, Driving fast. God, I want to get an invite into Jim Irsay's poker game. I know. Like, My listen, God. There's, there's between, Chris Ballard telling you, or oh, trade back. What you said about it has to be the right guy. If there's a quarterback in this draft that you think is that guy, would you move heaven and earth to get him? Would you go up to number one? Yes, I'd do whatever it takes. If we if we thought there's a player that, that we're driven to get that makes the franchise and the team better, that's what we would do. Now that's Chris Ballard. Yes, and Jim Irsay, his owner, today Jim Irsay sitting next to him, probably Al- nodding frantically, yes. The kid in Alabama looks pretty good. Right, Pauls? Let's go. It's crazy. You know what else is crazy? Uh, we'll get to this at 4.30. I got some other crazy stories for you. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is going into his, his darkness retreat, I believe, on Friday. Mm-hmm. He had some really interesting comments on the Pat McAfee show, which we'll bring you in about 45 minutes. But that's a little insane. Uh, but I do have some nonsense for you in Waddle's world when we come back. You cool with that? Absolutely. All right, let's do that. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. By the way, everyone was giggling in the final possession of the uh, what was it? Was it the T-Wolves Mavs game last yeah. night? Uh-huh. It was, yeah. We uh, when they had like, was the Spider-Man meme uh, was, was it pointing at each other? Yeah. Kind yeah. of like it was Luca and Kyrie uh, still trying to get uh, work out the kinks of that final possession there. Tyler was uh, he hadn't seen it, so we clued him in, and he uh, yeah. he was giggling. He giggled. He it's did, like that he scene did in giggle. Tropic Thunder, where they're just passing the ball back and forth. I haven't seen Tropic Thunder well, I haven't in, seen a long, Tropic Thunder in a long time. I have to check on my the scene. Part is that at the end, it's a uh, Kyrie tries to dump it down to Theo Pinson. When you've got yes. Kyrie and you've got yeah. Luka Doncic, nope, Theo Pinson. You're I don't the even one know that. who Theo Pinson is, and I've watched a good sh- a good bit of Mavs basketball. See, bringing Russ, it can't be worse than there that. There you go. Whatever happened last okay. night? Hey, I told Tyler and and Chuck Charlie uh, at the break that uh, we're getting older. More than one in six Americans are now 65 years of age or older as the U.S. continues graying. And what I meant was as a country. Yeah, and I believe that is because, well, I believe that's because that there are fewer and fewer children being had these days. Doesn't that make good sense? Yes, that would. And And the life expectancy. But the life expectancy thing isn't like if you look at the numbers, we're not. Most people aren't staying alive older. Like, I don't believe the life expectancy in the United States for men has gone up. It's actually gone down. Yeah, I will say COVID has, like, for a long, it was the first, before, prior to COVID, the life expectancy had been on a steady climb upwards for, like, an, an absurd number of years consecutively. And then Not the, dramatically, though. Not dramatically, but you're not. You're never going to expect a dramatic increase. Oh. And when you, you're not going to go from, like, average life expectancy from 78 to 90. I mean, that's, you know, just... Basic mathematics. You're not going to see. Uh, you got you all your stories yeah, there. Yeah. You good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, right, we're good. Right. Um, by the way, it's a beautiful car- carpet your wife has there. Thank you. Show, you were showing That's me good. pictures during yes. the break. It's not her carpet. It's our carpet. carpet. Yes. It was our our Valentine's gift to mm-hmm. each other. We had one of the staircases uh, carpeted. 
But I did not show you a picture, for the record, of my wife's carpet. That's your how you carpet. described your it. Your carpet. I'm sorry. It's our carpet. Crazy. Yes. My apologies. Crazy. My apologies. I don't know. trying to be a funny guy I'm not. There. I was just saying it was a beautiful carpet. By the way, a uh, little update. Last three UFOs shot down likely were not Chinese spy devices, the U.S. is saying. The initial assessment here, based on talking to civil authorities in the intelligence community, is that we don't see anything that points right now to these being parts of the Chinese spying program or, in fact, intelligence collection against the U.S. of any kind. The plot thickens. Also, baffled pilots say the Lake Huron octagonal UFO is not a balloon. You can hear that being said in a cockpit audio clip. It's a cockpit. Said cockpit audio clip. Got it. Audio from inside the F-16 reveals the pilots tasked with shooting down the mystery UFO over Lake Huron were baffled by what the octagonal structure object was. Are we going to find out in the end these are all just weather balloons? Probably. God, that would calm some nerves. I would think so. At least that's what they'll tell us. Yeah. Actually, it calms nerves either way. Yes. I don't. I'm not. I'm not overly concerned. Oh, you're not aliens. You're not. You are. I'm not lot, overly concerned, but I'm not, I'm not overly concerned, but I just, you know, I'm 55 years old, almost 56 years old. You've I can handle good, the truth. You, but you've had a good run. So even if it I is have aliens, had a pretty good run, if it's I, aliens, I feel like, you know, they could end really soon because I feel like crap. But hopefully that's not the case. No, I think you got plenty of years, as, as people were saying, you'll be a. You'll be at the 50th anniversary celebration for ESPN. I won't be. I may be alive, but I won't be. Uh, this is so Wisconsin. And you used to live in Wisconsin. I did. I, I was in Madison, uh, Wanakee, right next to Madison for 18 months. World's largest puzzle built in Wisconsin is missing one piece. Okay. World's largest was- puzzle is almost complete. Organizers say is missing one piece. The process consisted of putting together 60 1,000-piece puzzles, which took a month. Members of the community helped the, uh, the aerial project get it done. But at the end of the day, the world's biggest puzzle was ultimately missing one piece. Just like everybody who's ever done a puzzle in their life. Yes. You get to the end and you're missing one freaking piece. And you're like, so Wisconsin has the largest puzzle in the world. And when they get it almost done, it's missing one piece. Uh, Do you want a Mars story, Mars chocolate story? Or would you like a German ballet and dog feces story? Sign me up for German Ballet and Dog Feces. German Ballet director smeared dog feces on critics' face after a bad review. I guess that's how they handle things in in Germany. Germany. The director of a leading German ballet company has been suspended from his post and is being investigated by police after allegedly smearing a critic's face with his dog's excrement at the premiere of his new show after she described one of his productions as boring and disjointed. That's the, I mean, that's not going scorched earth, to be Marco honest. Marco Gecki, the head of Hanover State Opera's ballet company, has also been barred from the opera house. The spokesperson confirmed yesterday afternoon. He attacked, is- he attacked the critic verbally before producing a bag of dog feces from his pocket and rubbing the contents in her face. Yeah, like I said, uh, that review definitely wasn't... Th- Boring and disjointed, boy. I'd hate to see if uh, she really I think pulled we need up a, a new Rotten Tomatoes and just call it like poop smear or whatever. Poop smear, yeah. Mm. That is like, I mean, that's I, an extreme. That is. 
Huh. He he deserves some sort of like really stiff penalty other than just being removed from his his position. Uh, Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, federal workplace safety authorities have fined a central Pennsylvania confectionery factory more than $14,000 following an accident last year in which two workers fell into a vat of chocolate. Oh, no. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration cited Mars Wrigley in the June accident at the Elizabethtown M&M slash Mars factory, saying the workers were not authorized to work in the tanks and were trained and weren't trained on the proper safety procedures for the equipment. Officials said two workers employed by an outside contracting firm fell into the partially filled chocolate tank while doing maintenance work. But they didn't produce the candy from that chocolate tank, right? They cleaned it out first? Uh, my, my guess is, yes. That's Emergency good. responders were able to free the pair by cutting a hole in the bottom of the tank, hmm. officials said. Both were taken to the hospital, one by helicopter. All right. So they were really banged up. Yeah, really banged up. All right. All right. That's all I got. From feces and chocolate to Big Cat. Barstool Big Cat. There's no transition needed. No. Coming up next. We're drinking from the.